Welcome back to the Bravo Zulu Podcast, episode number 46. Once a chief, always a chief. Sometimes. You know, tonight I sat down with a couple LDO friends that are uh, prior former chiefs. But as you just heard in the title, there's a saying, once a chief, always a chief. So we got the perspective of a couple LDOs and how they feel about that, what they think, how they apply it to their own careers now and uh, going forward and the relationship they have with their chiefs in the mess as their division officers and, and going forward as department heads and such. So I hope you enjoy, get something out of it, uh, pretty Navy heavy for my civilian listeners, but uh, some, some still some good perspective on a, um, you know, kind of from a uh, former uh, worker, you know, to supervisor managerial level, you could look at it like that too. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Don't forget like subscribe, share. If you find any value in this, uh, go stop by iTunes, leave a five-star review. If you feel it in your heart, Thank you and have a good night. Welcome back to the Bravo Zulu podcast, everyone. Today, joined by two brothers of mine. Uh, we're going to keep them anonymous tonight, right? It might get crazy, might get a little spicy, and sometimes it's just safer that way. Uh, so we got Brother B uh, in the Zoom studio with us. What's up, Brother B? How you doing? Good, good, good. Glad to be back on the mic, man. And then we got uh, Brother Mark. Brother Mark, how'd you, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing good, man. First of all, I just want to say uh, thanks a lot for having me. And, oh, yeah, uh, for congratulations sure. Congratulations so far and all the, all the success you have, but uh, definitely glad to be here and honored to be here. Oh, awesome, man. I appreciate so much. Appreciate so much. So um, so today we're going to uh, go into this little conversation. This is going to be a little bit Navy for my civilian listeners. It's going to be a little Navy heavy. Uh, bear with us for all my military Navy listeners. Uh, you know, let, let's take it down this road and open up this conversation here. Um, there's a theme coming up the season, uh, chief season, right? Coming up in September or uh, what is it now? October this time, I think. And uh you know, there's this saying that goes around in the Navy, once a chief, always a chief, as uh, my two brothers here know. And they are actually, once upon a time, used to be chiefs as an official capacity. And now they're both uh, limited duty officers, LDOs, uh, serving in their own capacities. And I, I won't disclose that. I'll let them if they wish. But um, so I just wanted to have the conversation with you two. You know, how do you guys feel? about the saying how does it apply you know um just different things like that just oh i'll open it up and uh when when you hear or when people are talking about once a chief always a chief and we'll just let this conversation flow and go where it goes uh brother b let's kick it off with you well josh yeah for me yeah you know i I did make chief uh and i was in the mess for for five years i feel like i was in the mess a little longer than most ldos because usually you you were gonna make it you know, usually chief and then LDO the next year, you just don't have a lot of time between the amount of time and service you need to make chief, but, and then still put commission in time. But, um, you know, to me being a chief's like education, you know, it's your degree, uh, it's your, your heart, your, your, your deck plate leadership degree, so to speak, which I personally think we're, we've gotten away from that, that mantra, that actual method. Um, but it's something no one can ever take away from me. Um, however, that doesn't mean that that defines who I am and that's the end of the road. 
you know, I knew a lot of people in the mess and they thought that was the terminal destination for their career. They're like, I'm a chief now. Like it's, I'm done. Uh, it's over. Like I made it. I'm at my milestone. It's yeah. like, yeah, man, but you're at, you're at 13 years in the Navy. Like, what are you going to do the next seven years? Right. Like, you legit sound lost. Like this was your, your pedestal and you're on it. It's like, man, I didn't, I, I, I don't know. Like I got to figure that out. And dudes literally just bounce around the mess boss for a few years, trying to figure out what it really meant means to, for them to be a chief. And then they, you know, either they, they evolve and set goals or they don't, or they, you know, whatever. So to me, I, you know, it's like an education. It's something that I earned. It's something that my family earned. It's something that can never be taken away from me, but it does not define, define who I am. I like it. I like it. Brother Mark, what do you think, man? What, what's your take on it? Yeah. First of all, I just want to say, uh, brother B, I mean, I think you, uh, you hit it right spot on, you know, it's a, uh, um, you know, it's definitely something that's a, that's a part of you. You earned it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of build off of that too. And, you know, and, and just say, um, you know, a- anyone that's, uh, that's made chief or, you know, has gone through the season, um, you know, no one's ever going to take that away from you. I mean, that's an experience that you, uh, you experience. So, you know, I, I agree with, uh, you know, once, once you're a chief, you're always a chief. Now I think, you know, maybe like an, another question would be like, I guess how, you know, how were you as a chief? Cause you know, we all approach the, uh, the chief's mess, whether, you know, you're ready to be a chief or whether, you know, you got some things to learn. Um, but you know, if, uh, if you're chief and right, you know, then you should be exhausted at the end of every day. And, um, but you know, no, no one should be able to take that, you know, take that away from you that, you know, once a chief, always a chief, but, uh, it should not, you know, being a chief shouldn't define you for who you are. It's everything that you did, you know, before then that got you to the point of being a chief. And that's the reason why you were selected. And, uh, you know, as long as you continue to grow and be the same person who you are, uh, you know, I think that, uh, that, that saying is still, you know, still accurate. Once a chief, always a chief. That's uh, in my in my humble opinion. So, so you know, go, you, go you ahead. Said B. something, Mark, that kind of struck a chord and it made sense and made a light bulb go off. And you know, the only thing I would say about it is, you should be tired at the end of every day. But if you decide to no longer wear an anchor and decide to put something else on, even if it's an anchor with a star or an anchor with two stars or bars of any sort then you need to learn how to let other people be that chief. Cause I see a lot of people, they, they still want to be a chief, but they wanted to do something else too. And, and that's something I personally had to learn a little bit and I, nobody ever pointed it out to me, but I realized like I did that. I got to give that to someone else. So yeah, once a chief, always a chief, but I'm not going to wear that uniform and, and, and play that role unless I, that's my role on the team. And it's not. Exactly. Go ahead, Mark. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, sorry, brother B. Yeah, exactly. You're 100 percent right. I think that's one of the things that uh, you know I too, uh, you know, am still learning. You know, is uh, is how to turn it off, right? Because you know, you know, as a chief, I was super active. You know, and uh, you know, I love being a part of the mass. You know, they don't they don't want to say goodbye, but uh, you know, that's one of the reasons why I commissioned was because I wanted to be that officer to to be able to to be the officer that would help, you know, the chief and, and do my job, you know, as an officer, cause you know, we're, we're all at, at different, uh, you know, learning experiences and, you know, there we come, the officer community comes from a whole bunch of different backgrounds, just like the chief's mess does. Right. Um, but, but yeah, hundred percent. I think that, uh, you know, once, once we, once we, you know, move transition to, uh, you know, to, to the officer ranks, I think it's important that, uh, you know, we as, as prior chiefs, you know, should remember, you know, where we came from and, and know that, you know, there's, there's a swim lane that we have to stay in. And as long as they're not doing anything illegal or unethical, 
hey, you know, let the chief, you know, do do his thing. Let the chief lead as a chief, and we need to be the officers uh, that that they need us to be and do our job. You know what I mean? What were some of the personal struggles struggles each one of you had? with kind of turning it off was, was there any moments that like said uh like b you, you said it wasn't pointed out to you but is there something like once you start realizing it that you could like look back on and think like yeah that was a moment when i was still trying to be the chief and i wasn't being the jg or intern or whatever it was are there any moments like that for either one of you uh i had a moment is I was still trying to correct people's uniforms as a commission officer, as an LDO, nothing wrong with that, but I shouldn't be doing that. If there is a first class or a chief in the room or a staff sergeant or a gunnery sergeant, cause I'm in a joint billet right now. I should not be not. And the Marines are much more uh, disciplined about that kind of stuff than yeah. the Navy. Yeah, for but sure. that's kind of when I realized like, that's not my spot. My spot is to quietly tell that chief like, Hey, you're slipping. Or if you don't care, that's cool too. And I know where we both stand, but I should not be making that call. And I just kind of had that epiphany myself. So, so with that, like, you know, okay, say you look at the chief and be like, yo, are you chief? Are you seeing this? Right? You have the conversation, small conversation with the chief. How are you um, detailing that? Because, I mean, you're writing your chief's eval kind of at some point or looking at it or something. Or, or let's say let's move up a little bit, a couple steps or something as department head. If you're seeing your chief not enforcing that, are you putting that when, when you see his eval come across, are you putting that down? It's like, yeah, uh, chief, I remember all those conversations about the division's uniforms and they're still looking like shit. What do you, what do you guys do about that? Well, yeah, so, so you know uh, – Man, that's a, that's that's a really good question, um, but you know, it, but it's but it's at the same time it's also simple too, right? You know, if you see something that's wrong, uh, you know, if uh, if the leader, you know, if the if the chief doesn't address it, then of course, you know, you you want to address it right then and there, so at least everyone knows. And then at the same time, if you you should have already laid down your expectations with the chief uh, to let him know, you know, what your expectations are, and and uh, you know, uh, so that way he can let the you know let the sailors know what you know what to expect also too. Um, and I think that's one of the things that, uh, moving forward, you know, like I said, during the transition is, is sometimes you really don't know what to say, how to say, or, or even, I, you know, you feel like sometimes I shouldn't even have to say, you know, but sometimes you do. And then you kind of, you kind of take a step back and remember, you know, or look at the, you know, the chief's background or see like what their strengths and weaknesses are. And I think we all have strengths and weaknesses, you know, maybe some are really good when it comes to, you know, knowing the, uh, the uniform regulations and, you know, maybe some are really good at being deck leaders and some are really good, you know, technical experts. And I think as leaders, I think we have to be able to, you know, as a combination, you know, like the departmental triad or the command triad, you have to be able to find that balance, you know, and if, if you know that your chief is weak in this area, you could talk to him and say, Hey, him or, him or her and say, Hey, you know, if, if I, I'm going to help you help build you. Um, but then at the same time, I'm going to, you know, Try and try and take some of the load off and, and, and tag tag team it together. But I think that's uh, that's something that you have to communicate with the chief to make sure that you're not overstepping your boundaries. And at the same time, just like what Brother B said, is you kind of just let have to let them be the chief. But you know, I'm a strong believer of uh, we all have strengths and weaknesses, and you know sometimes we have to kind of balance that stuff out. You know, where where your shortfalls are at, I'll help you out. You know, and hopefully, uh, you know, well, at the end of the day, as a team, you know, we, we do well together and uh, and uh, you know do the do the department uh, right. So I agree with everything you said. That's that's the first conversation. 
That's what I'm going to say the first time. But if we're eval debriefing and we've already had that talk six months back, nine months back, if it's an ugly baby, I'm going to call it an ugly baby. If, if I think that chief isn't ready for the next one up, then I would recommend to the XO and the department head at ranking boards, he's not worthy of getting that EP spot yet. He's not there yet. And I would tell him why I don't, I don't fully think you're ready yet. Here's why. And I would make sure along that, that cycle. And we've gotten away from this in our current Navy. We do a lot of verbal informal counseling, but if people would take the five minutes and just leave a, a counseling template on their desktop that are in leadership roles, literally you know, to, from time, date, deficiency, here's what we happen. You sign, I sign, bam, stick it in the eval binder. If I need it later, I got it. If I don't need it, I don't need it. But that, and that way, when that chief says, you know, he blows up like, oh, I'm working really hard, even though you know they're not, or they're straight up blowing you off or they don't care, then you go, all right, cool. We had a couple conversations. We didn't really get a lot of follow-up. I tried to help build you up. I gave you some support. I took some stuff off of you, and you still did nothing with the opportunities and the help that was given to you. So I did have multiple counselings with you, and I do not think that you're at the top of the ranking group. I recommended that. Here's our way forward. I've got your back, and here's how you're going to get better. And then that way you're kind of challenging them to, to make them better. And if they just say, you know what, I don't like this dude, uh, they get pissy, they, they, they decide to quit or whatever, that's cool. There's a hungry first class that's ready to be a chief too. That's a, that's a dude that's in the mess. That, that's his destination. That's all he wanted out of his career was to put on anchors. That's it. Brother B, man, continue to preach. Man, that's a good stuff. Do, do you guys do you guys feel as those as those you know prior chiefs, right? And, and I mean that just in the sense of rank, right? Um, that it's easier to have that conversation as the LDO, or do you find it a little bit harder because maybe a chief is looking at you like, "Hey, come on, bro, really, bro." How do you like Margo when, first? Because I already got mine ready. So, <laughs> no, you, you go ahead, man, you fully loaded, B. <laughs> no, I think uh, you know. I, I think it's easier for us to have that conversation. I, I, I'm sure B, you know, brother B, could probably agree with me that uh, uh, sometimes it just blows our mind that you know we have to have this conversation um, because you know coming from the Chiefs, man, we have all these expectations. Right. You know, we you know we. We, we know what they're about. We know what they went through. But at the same time, we, like I said, we just got to remember that we're all on different levels. And, and it's important, you know, that we, we hold them accountable because how are they supposed to grow? And at the same time, how are we supposed to protect the boss? Or when it does come time for ranking, you know, there has to be some type of documentation or something, you know, to be able to, to justify why we feel that, you know, that they're not, you know, they're not meeting the mark. Yeah. Right. Um, and I, you know, I've had some times where I had to put, put some things on paper and I had to take it to the CEO and say, Hey, you know, sir, I just want you to know, you know, so-and-so is not, not meeting the mark. And, uh, this is my recommendation. Um, you know, I brought CMC in, you know, we talked, you know, things still, still haven't, you know, still haven't, uh, haven't changed. Um, but it, it's, uh, it's, um, it's, I want to say it's easier because like we remember where we came from and we know how to be able to break it down to him and say, Hey, you know, we expect more out of you. You know, you're wearing the anchors. Um, but it's it, it, at the same time, it is a tough conversation, you know, because it's uh, it's like, man, it's just it's just mind blowing sometimes. Like, man, well, I can't believe I have to have this conversation. But, you know, you, we have to hold that. We have to hold that as service member accountable. And, and honestly, that goes from all ranks, you know, whether it's, you know, from a from from another officer, you know, or to a you know a junior sailor, you know, first class or chief. It, it goes from from all all different angles. Everybody, everybody needs to 
be held accountable and, and learn and grow. I agree a hundred percent. But for me, that's the second conversation where now I have to feel awkward that I'm having that conversation with right. a chief. Like, Hey man, you're being a little bit of a dirt bag and you know, letting you know, this is still just me and you talking. We're not bros. Cause to me, guys that still try to give you the bro conversation in a work environment and in a chain of command, they're kind of like dissing you almost to me. Yeah. Um, I'll help you out because I was a prior chief. That doesn't, that means you get a little bit more like support, so to speak, but that doesn't mean I'm going to drop a standard for you. Right. I think there's a difference. The standard um, should be higher. Absolutely. But the, see my absolutely. second conversation is going to be like, Hey, you're missing the mark. You need, you need to pick it up. Or is there something going on? You can right. confide in me because I've been in your shoes. Right. But if it comes, if it comes like eval time, or time to recommend for a program, or the guy's got a disciplinary issue, my job is to mentor the unrestricted line officer who's in command of something and go, hey, don't feel uncomfortable. This is what you need to say. This is what the standard is. This is what the policy is. This is where he's missing the policy, and this is what you need to put on paper. And it's, and let, let's just coach each – I'll coach you up and, and kind of get to that spot because a lot of people – even in the wardroom that are Mustangs, they forget the number one reason that we exist, especially in the Navy, because the Navy is the only branch that has LDOs that are not prior warrant officers, is to mentor and support the unrestricted line officer. If we fail that mission, then they might as well turn our billets back into unrestricted lines. It's that Absolutely. simple. Absolutely. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. There, uh, shit, I had such a good question uh, and that just, that just threw me off. So, so, and this is something I, I'm never ashamed to be like, I don't know shit. Right. So what you're saying is you are just a, as the LDO, the next step, you know, chiefs always pumping out. We're here to tra- train the JOs, chiefs train JOs, but you as the LDO as that Mustang in the ward room is the closer relationship to train those JOs and everything. Right. Because now yes. it, it's you're on that side, you have that experience, and now you're on that side. So it's like, look, um, and, and I guess it's more indirect or uh, the, like almost opposite training, right? It's where like we're trying to teach uh, chiefs are trying to teach them how to be a good divo or this or that. You guys are, I mean, how, how would you guys put it? Like you guys actually have the, you're doing the same thing I but mean, at a deeper level. <laughs> You're mentoring, you know, you, you're going to be looked at regardless whether it's the junior unrestricted ensign or it's the 05 or 06 in command. Right. They're going to add, they're probably going to ask your advice on every hard issue or every new issue they've ever had. And then that kind of group huddle that the Mustangs kind of advise on, they're probably going to turn that into their answer on a lot of issues until they're comfortable with dealing with whatever they're dealing with. Um, but they, yes, you're right. Chiefs are supposed to train junior officers, but there's a lot of things. If you get a dirtbag chief and I'll say it, the chief's mess for you guys that are listening out there, they ain't all amazing. That's what I was, that's, mess, that's what my question was going to be. Chief's mess is just like any organization. You probably got 10% that are rock stars. You probably got about 10% that are dirt bags. I don't even deserve to put on E5. And then you probably got like 60% in the middle that are just going with a flow. And then you probably got like another 10 to 20% that could be either a dirt bag or a rock star. That, that's I'll, you triggered it right there. What I was going to say, being on the wardroom side of it now, again, prior chief in, in the rank sense, right? 
has it opened up your eyes at all or more so to the amount of shitty chiefs that there are out there? I would say um, yes and no, because uh, because as as a you know as you're going through the season, you know they'll tell you you know like you know you're gonna see some you know on the yeah. final night you're gonna see some people you haven't seen you know and then when you're actually on the other side you know of, of it uh, you know you see who's who's engaged you see who's not engaged you see who's who's you know out there on the deck place you know help you know training sailors you see who knows their job and, and whatnot but then you know when you make that transition over to the uh, to the other side I think. One of the biggest things that I now see from this side is is when the mess is not together, you can tell easily. Like, hey, y'all aren't talking. You can tell like whether you have a strong, you know, a strong CMC or, or weak CMC, or you. And you, sometimes you even wonder like, is is it is that person even holding these people accountable? Where, where is the CMC? <laughs> right, where, where is the CMC? Or, or you know where? You know, because just just like what uh, Brother B said, I mean, there's 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 you know about twenty to ten percent. You know, in, in any group, you know, that, that's just out there just, you know, doing the right thing. And then you got the other folks that are just kind of trailing wrong. And then you got the other folks that are, you know, just waiting their time for, you know, for, for them to retire. You know what I mean? And uh, um, I think that's one of the biggest things that I noticed, you know, making the transition over is that you could tell, you know, when, when they're not on the same page. But you can also see when they are on the same page. Man, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> to, to me, another thing that I've seen after being – I was in the mess for several years. I was in the mess in two different communities, two different TICOMs across several different commands. And one of those commands was the kind of command where I'm going to bounce around and visit a lot of messes because I was inspecting or I'm visiting or whatever I'm doing. And he, he's absolutely right. You can tell a command when the mess is on the same page. You can even feel it when you're sitting in there eating. If there's tension or there's groups or there's clicks. So that whole bro sis thing to me, bullshit. It's just another, you know, just because you go by first names, don't even, don't mean that, you know. I mean, I got your buy, I got your buy back in an admin fight. I does not mean that, uh, especially if you know they're a dirt bag and everyone knows they're a dirt bag. You, that, you still not, you might be my brother, but I'm not about to come and and save your ass because we've been telling you you suck and you decided, you know, you got put to the flames and you're 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 on your own, man. <laughs> the CMC can decide if he wants to help you, but that doesn't mean the mess will. Yep. Oh, that, you know, that, that was, I was waiting for uh, something uh, more, Mark. <laughs> You're like, yep. <laughs> so, uh, uh, so, and, and, and yeah, and that's a, a big piece of that too is, you know, I think now that I'm seeing it from the, the true, the wardroom, the real like company man side of this is I think we're evaluating people that are ready for chief in the wrong way because there's a lot of people that are, they may be decent leaders, or, or but they are expert managers of programs. But they are they forget a lot of stuff about their rate. Where I don't think we're really doing a good job of 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 building policies or evals or boards, however way it may be. We could turn that into a podcast series, really. But I think we're putting a lot of emphasis on people that can juggle a lot of programs. Because a lot of people are becoming chiefs and they can't teach their first classes and their, their second classes how to be experts in their rate. They're, we're getting a really far away from deck plate leadership because we're putting a lot of admin on officers that in turn put a lot of admin on chiefs and they kind of they lose a lot of that drumbeat. That deck plate leadership, just because they're out there cleaning with them an hour a day, doesn't mean like he's in the binders, he's in the logs, he's inspecting their people. 
he's really learning what's going on with their lives. He's really seeing who's the strengths and the weaknesses. They're, I think we're getting away from that. And I think that's why uh, there may be a lot of messes that are, are not on the same team because some dudes are trying to do it that way. And some guys are just like, man, I just want to be like three collaterals. And, you know, I, I run muster and my first class has got it, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. I, I do think that is a um, another conversation for another episode because there is some reports and, and news articles that just came out about you know how overburdened admin is making, uh, especially uh, surface warfare officers and whatnot. But I think that's another one. A question I had is uh, back to the bro sis talk kind of stuff, right? And how we were talking about that. So, and I think that's more of the the topic of or what people kind of talk about or, or think when they hear once a chief, always a chief. Well, once a chief, once my brother, always my brother, once my sister, always my sister. Is it, is that how you guys look at it? It doesn't sound like it, but do you think that's what it's, um, what the interpretation of it is? And do you think that's right or wrong? That's more about the brother sisterhood, you know, the fellowship of it and not so much of the, no, like the same experience, meaning we could rely on each other. We could share that kind of thing. Yeah, I, uh, I think that, that, uh, you know, that, that, you know, brother, you know, brother and sister, you know, relationship is, uh, like I said, it's always going to be there because, you know, like I said, from, from my perspective and my humble opinion, one's a chief, always a chief. Right. But then at the same time, you know, as, as an LDO and at the same time as a chief, you gotta be, you have to know, you know, where you draw that line and where, you know, professionalism, you know, takes place. Right. And I think, you know, sometimes by, you know, opening that door to, you know, like, Hey, you know, brother, this, or, Hey, you know, sis, this, um, sometimes, you know, you, that, that line starts to become blurry and now it's like, Hey, you know, where, where's the good order and discipline at, you know, what, you know, if you, if you continue down that path, it's like, they're, they're not going to know where that line is. And then, you know, when they come across another, you know, LDO or, you know, Mustang, they're going to be like, thinking that it's okay because you, you thought it was, you know, you made it okay. Right. Yeah. So I think that, you know, it, it depends on, on who, who you're working with, I think, but at the same time, like, you know, I, I just think that, uh, we, we have, we have to draw the line. I'm always going to be your, you know, your brother, you know, uh, for, you know, wh- whatever you need. But, but at the same time, I, I think that we, it's important for us to, to establish that professionalism and let them know like, yeah, I'm your brother, but don't get it twisted. Like when you're wrong, I'm gonna call you out and I'm gonna let you know, you know, and, and just, you know, stand by to stand by. And I, and I would have done the same in the mess. I'm not a different person. If I felt that you were messing up, hey, let's go talk real quick. You know, talk over the side, you know, and, and, and you just let them have it. But, um, yeah, that's uh, that's my opinion on that. No, I, I agree with a lot of what you said is, you know, I think the most important thing that I agree with that you said is precedent. If I let that precedent happen with him, just because I've been with him the two, three, four years previous to or whatever, he may take that same approach to another guy that don't know him and get checked real quick. Um, but for me, the most important thing is if you're a prior chief, once chief, always a chief kind of deal, I'm going to give you a little bit of latitude and a little bit more support to kind of show yourself or get you what you need. But the minute I find out that you're not a team player and, or that you're not trying to do your job or that you are negligently, taking care of your people, that bro shit goes out the fucking window. Yeah. Faster, 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 faster than the the hookup we had. You know, you'll be lucky if, if I'm going to take the next time you screw someone over, 
make it private. That, right. That's going to be, that's going to be the fortunate part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just, that's how I feel about it. It, it. You get that. As long as you give, I'll give you some more credit in the bank because you got anchors on. But if you're a dirtbag chief, I'm going to go to your, I'm going to start going to your first class. I'm just going to cut you out. I'm going to cut the anchor because right. there's no point to have you there. Yep. And, and then even at some points too, I mean, you'll, you know, when you come across that, you know, that person, they try and come up and, and, and assist, you know, assist you or bro you. I mean, you'd be quick to just say, Hey, shimmy, <laughs> listen here. You, <laughs> uh, and you, and you, and you have to though, because you know, yeah. they, you know, they, they're, they're not pulling their weight, you know? And, and I think they, you know, they lose that, you know what I mean? Um, and you just, you have, you have to remind them and, you know, gotta, yeah, that's just one of those things where you got to try to call call a spade a spade and, and hold them accountable and just hold that line because, you know, you don't want this person to think that, you know, that they're okay with what they're doing and, you know, and enabling them to be a certain way, you know, they, yeah, you know, I, I agree. Really, really good point, Brother B. What do you guys think? Here's a good one. I think, I think is a good one. LDOs during the season. What do you feel your part of it is? Do you feel that, um, I, you know, I'm the, I'll say I'm the most junior chief here in the room, right? But between the three of us. And at my last command, you know, working the seasons I've worked, there wasn't too many LDOs in, in the building, right? There, we had a, just where we were by the nature of the beast, there's a lot of, you know, just officer type, you know, straight up officer type, right? Um, and with your guys' experience, what do you feel your role in during the season? Should it be like an automatic, hey, once a chief, always a chief? Or should it be, you know, as directed by CMC, as invited? You know, what, what's your guys' take or experience on it? Yeah, I think it's, uh, you know, it, it's all based off the CMC. Uh, my personal perspective is, uh, you know, support the cause. You know, I mean, let let, let the Chiefs do what they got to do to, you know, to, to, you know, to build, you know, and, and help that, uh, that, you know, that new, the, the new chief or the chief selectees that are, that are coming in is to support the cause and, you know, in, in any way that the, you know, CMC, you know, needs it, but they, you know, it's, it's not our, it's not our place anymore. Right. Um, but you know, of course, if they come to us and, and ask and ask for wisdom, you know, of course I'm going to, you know, lay, lay it down, but you know, that for me it's you know, support the cause in any way. And you, you just kind of, you know, if the CMC wants you there, you know, be there to support and the CMC doesn't want you there, then, you know, it's not, it's not our time anymore. Um, but, but at the same time, you also got, we, as LDOs, we also got to remind too, you know, remind, you know, the, the, everybody that even though you got the season going on, Hey, we still got an operation that needs to, to move forward. You can't just drop everything and just focus on that. Right. You know, there has, there has to be that balance uh, too. Cause you, you're going to see, you'll see some people do that too as well, where they just drop everything forget what's going on at work. And they're like, Oh, I, I'm out. I'm, I'm over here doing, you know, doing uh select these stuff, doing season stuff. And uh, uh, we gotta, you know, we gotta remind them that, but you know, support, you know, when, when we can. Um, yeah, for, for me it is almost identical. What he said, it's not my place, but if they want me there, I'll be there. So it's by invitation only. And I'll, uh, the, two, the, the current command I'm at the CMC, he literally, saw me the very first time when he checked on board and he could see that I was a little, little older looking for, uh, for, you know, my pay grade on my chest. Mm-hmm. And he was like, are you prior? And I was like, yeah, I'm prior. And he's like, were you a chief? And I was like, yes, I was. And he immediately, he stuck his hand out and introduced his, his name, not as master chief, but we'll say, Hey, I'm Bill. Nice to meet you. 
just yeah. me and him talking. It wasn't, it wasn't informational and a bunch of people around. That's once a chief, always a chief. Me and him know, yeah, we have different pay grades and we know the appropriate time. Mm-hmm. But then literally after we met each other was, hey, the season's coming up in a couple months. I'll, I'm going to lean hard and invite you on different stuff because I think it's important for people to just not think you're the enemy, to not think that you're gone, to not think you're you know away, you're useless. There's probably a lot of stuff a lot of people can get from you. And that was literally how our relationship started, first two minutes. So anytime he asked me to be at something, if I could afford to do it without justifying my job or my mission or my people, I was there. And, and you'll also get to sometimes, you know, like during the season, just because, you know, we're, we're prior chiefs, the expectation is going to be like, hey, well, sir, you know, you know, it's that time. So, you know, where I'll be. Uh, yeah, but did you get this, this, and this done though? Like, you know, we got, we got, we got work to do, you know, but, and that, and that's one of the things, you know, where it's like, you know, I get it. I'm, I'm here to support you, but you got to support me too. Like I'm here to help you out. Cause I, I've had instances where, uh, you know, a DLCPO or, or the chief will, will, will come up to me and say, Hey, you know, uh, I, I gotta, uh, you know, I'll, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take leave or, you know, I need to go do this. Or I gotta go take care of this. And because I know your experience, because I know that you've done this, you know, subject matter expert, technical, technical expertise here, and you're here to help. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take off because I, because I got to do something. It's like some crazy excuse. Like, Oh, you know, I got to go take care of my, my TV or something like that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, we, we got, we got stuff to do here. Yeah. And imagine if I was, uh, if I didn't have the experience that I have, if I wasn't an LDO, you know, then what you still going to leave, you know what I mean? And you can't just, you know, there has to be that balance, but, you will quit, you know, there, we, there's been a lot of times where, you know, they've come up, you know, they've come up to us, chiefs have come up to us and, and, and just say, Hey, you know what time it is. So you, you were there too. You know, I got to do this. Right. Uh, yeah. But at the same time, you know, <laughs> Hey, we, you got to pay that rent. Absolutely. And you know, it's, I think it's a good point that you brought it up. I think like three times now is just cause it's season doesn't mean it's, it's a Liberty call for the chief's mess. Um, it's gotten, it? It, I think it's become such a problem. I think a, a year or two ago that the four fleet master chiefs and the Mick and, the, the Mick pond actually coined part of the, you know, the policy, the strategy for the upcoming season is majority of the season needs to happen outside of business hours because mm. we can't. And I, you know, I personally think it's because enough unrestricted line officers in command had said things to the right level going, look, the season's good. We fully support the mess. We fully support what our chiefs do because chiefs in the Navy are very unique than any other E7 and any other branch, and they want to keep that unique, but we still got jobs to do. So we need some guidance down to the mess uh, that they're, they still they still got jobs to do. So if they want to do them 5 a.m., you know, 7, 8, 9 PTs, cool. If they want to do – you know, they're fundraising, which we can't do no more. You got to be creative around it. That's cool. But we're not going to do it at 930 in the morning when, you know, a week before a 3M inspection. We yeah. can't do that. Did you guys get shit for making your decision? Now, B, I know you've said, like, you were in the mess a lot longer. Mark, uh, not that long, right? Three years, three, four years, something like that, right? Yeah, close, Yeah, about four, four and a half. Yeah, okay. So, okay, so... When you guys finally made that decision, what you know, did y'all catch hell, or what was, or did it just depend on the person? And then how did you guys take it, and what did you think? Yeah, you can go first, brother B. Uh, 
I I caught ribbing, so to speak. I mean, I when when the year I made chief, I had another officer program package in, and the YNC and the mess made sure for those that are chiefs, you know, meet and greet time day one is not the best day of the season. It's like you know, welcome <laughs> to planet bullshit. And I got destroyed because I had a pending officer package, and I had to look the mess as a sle- as a as a selectee of one hour in the mess. Uh, and then had to look about a hundred chiefs in the face that were not very happy and like, Oh, so if you got picked up in October, you know, what is it worth our time to train you to make you a chief over the next two months? And they're, they're like, are you going to stay being a chief or would you take the commission? And I, 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 I immediately, I would take the mission in a heartbeat. And of course I did not get a lot of, I did not get a lot of congratulations yeah. on that. I got, yeah. I don't think one person, as a matter of fact, in that room was like, hell yeah, that's my dude. But I was honest with him. Yeah. And that, that bought me a long way, but that initial response that I got right then, I carried that. I carried that all the way to the day I kept applying to be an officer and I carried that all the way through. And my point to this is I never felt welcomed in the mess because I always felt like if you're not ride or die then get out. And I, and I think that that's kind of, I think that's messed up too, right? Is because, you know, there's, there's some people out there that are, you know, probably either putting in packages or maybe not putting in packages, but they're not pulling their weight in the mess. You know, and I'm sure, you know, hearing how, you know, you know, your opinion on things and, and, uh, you know, I, I could already tell, you know, like you're, you, you, you were, you were an ace, you were probably an ace and, you know, in the mess and you're, um, you're definitely an ace, you know, in, in the wardroom, you know, right. But, uh, you know, it just, it just, that just blows my mind that, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, when, when people have those reactions or, you know, you know, messes have that reaction, but, I see where the mess is coming from. You know, like, you know, it's, you know, be, being a chief is hard, you know, it, it, it's hard work. And, uh, you know, when, when somebody leaves the mess, it, it, it sucks. It, it, it hurts because, you know, you, you lose, you lose someone, you lose that ace. Right. And it's like, you know, where, where, where are we going to get the help from? You know, um, my, my perspective on it is, you know, when I was a first class and, uh, and I was, you know, you know, I made board. I just remember my, my scene or actually when the, when the results came out and I had, you know, my, my name was on that list to, you know, to, to make, and I made chief, um, my CMC sat all of us down and was like, Hey, you know what? If, if, um, are you, are any of you planning on putting in an officer package? And I said, no, I had no, no intentions. I was, you know, I was, I was, ha- I was happy to be, you know, happy to be a chief. And, uh, the advice that my CMC gave to us was if you, if you do plan to, you're still young, you know, give it two years in the mess because there's a lot of things that you're going to learn in the mess that you're not going to be able to learn, you know, in, in any, in, in, in any, in any other way. Right. And so that's, you know, that's, that's how I've been the whole time. And, you know, when I, when I was a chief and I used to see, you know, brothers and sisters, you know, get picked up for officer, I was always that one to go up to them and be like, Hey, you know, congratulations. You know, we need, you know, we need people like you in the, you know, in the office community to, to kind of help us, um, you know, make, make other the other side. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Make, make the Navy better. And, uh, I, I caught, I caught, you know, uh, all different, all different angles, um, you know, where, whether they were like, Hey man, you're a quitter. Um, I've also had some people, you know, come up to me and say, Hey, you know what, man, it's, it's super hard to see you go, but I know why you're doing it. And, uh, you know, I'm extremely proud of you and, you know, whatever you need, you know, let me know, you know, and, you know, I, I just think that there's just, you know, some people that you, you mess well with and some people that just didn't understand and, and some people that, you know, uh, I, yeah, I, I caught, I caught all kinds, you know, whether it was congratulations or, Hey, you anchor shucker. And then there's people that don't even know you, call you anchor truck or not. I'm not going to lie. It hurts, but they, they just don't know me. But, you know, one, you know, once they get to know me or, you know, once they see, 
you know, they'll know that, you know, I'm, I'm just here to help, you know, at the, at the end of the day, call, call me what you want. You know what I mean? Mom, but, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, you know, it, you, you get all, all different kinds, but you know, Hey, in the mess, hey, you, you learn to get that thick skin. So we good. <laughs> so, so sure. And I felt, I felt the same way and they wanted to, you know, if you want to be the anchor chunker, that's cool, man. That's fine. But let me teach you some math and I'll show you one of the primary reasons I left because I bet I put on O four at a better rate than you put on E nine. And that's just something that oh, yeah. <laughs> someone ain't taught them yet. And, you know, yeah. I have a, O four gets a, paid a lot a, more. I, it's not even about getting paid. For me it was about stress management in my life. It's not about the money. E nine pays really damn good. It's a it's almost like master master chief pay makes almost commander pay. But for me, it's the amount of stress you're about to go through for the next three to seven years if you can put on E9. Vice, you you switch over. I didn't got to worry. Do my job. I don't have to be better than everyone else. I just got to be the best the best I can be. Yeah. Um, you know, yo, so some people may be listening and asking, well, what's Josh's? Because I'm asking you guys. Uh, well, one, I'm not going to LDO. I'm old. Um, two, I never wanted to because I always thought it was about education and I'm not for that. And then, uh, you know, something you guys talked about earlier, I was always scared that I would turn into that. Or let, let's say, you know, when a, a supple would be talking to me, talking about, Hey, you should do it. You should do it. And I told him one time I said, no, because I don't want to end up being one. I don't want to be a fucking ensign on a small boy doing fucking dispersing. Okay. Yeah, I believe that it was beneath me. You know, call it what you want. I don't care. I'll, 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 yeah, I'm calling this spade what it is. And then, too, like, I didn't want to have to run into a shitty chief, right? And then, like, you guys have already touched on and be like, hey, you're a shitty fucking chief. Get the fuck out of the way. Don't need you because I could do your job and I could do mine. You know what I mean? Um, but, but to back up from there, so, Mark, what kind of impact did your family history have? Right. I'm sure everyone was super supportive. Right. But did you feel any kind of way of like, you know, when you're like, hey, look, uh, you know, breaking the news to your dad, to your brother or anyone like, hey, look, um, I'm putting down the anchor. I'm getting bars. How, how did they respond? Was it just, I mean, just, you know, easy answer. All love. Yeah, it's uh, it was all love, man. You're giving me goosebumps right now. <laughs> but uh, no, my, my family has been uh, been super supportive. Uh, my success is their success. Uh, you know, from, uh, you know, from my wife to, you know, to my, you know, my, my mom, my dad, my brothers, you know, my, my cousins, uh, my, you know, my wife's, my wife's family, they've all been super supportive of my career. And it's just, uh, for me, it's just crazy, you know, thinking of, uh, you know, where, where my family started out at, you know, the, the history that my, 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 my father, you know, and, and, and their family has left behind. And then for me to be the first one to be in the officer ranks, right? you know I mean? It was never like, man, yeah, you're, you know, my, my brother, my, you know, my, they're khakis too, right? Yeah. Of course, they're going to joke around and call me anchor trucker, you yeah, know, yeah, whatever, yeah. Right? you know, stay in your lane. But, but at the same time, I mean, they're, they're just, they're ruining me on because, you know, we're, we're taking, you know, the family legacy to a, to a different level. And I'm just, right. you know, I'm just honored to be, you know, to be that person. And, uh, hopefully I continue to, you know, to do them proud, but yeah, didn't, didn't get any, <laughs> any slack from them, but, uh, it, nothing, nothing but love, nothing but love. Yeah. As expected, I just wanted to get more touch on that the family legacy part, right? Um, Brother B, I don't know if you have like a family history or anything, um, but 
you know, if you do, please share. But I know for Brother Mark, it's, it's that, you know, a long lineage of a lot of chiefs serving. So it kind of is that step out of like, hey, we're, you know, kind of breaking out of this and taking it to that officer level, which is, you know, by a lot of families or a lot of, you know, military families, it, it's that coveted spot of like, yeah, you know, we've been enlisted, but look at us now. You know, we, we are now officers. And, you know, it's nothing to uh, nothing to look sly at. Uh, for me, I didn't, I don't, I'm, I mean, I, I got a few people in my family that served, but you know, it's not like my dad served. Um, I don't have any siblings that served or anything like that. So I, you know, I had a granddad who was in the Navy and he told me since, you know, the first year in, if you can commission, take it. The end. There was no, there was no, no other time to make first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, if you can, if you can, if you can become a company man and, and commission, take it. Otherwise, you know, I support you a hundred percent, but. If you can do that, do it. You know, it, it, from 14 years after we had that conversation, it happened. You know, by by happenstance, so to speak. That was that's pretty much my family uh, support of it. Nice. And let, let's go back to something you said, uh, brother B. Um, when when you were in there and your season experience, when they asked you about if you would take that commission, and your answer was yes. Um, and then you just kept going. You, you said something that kind of stuck with me there, right? It's like you remembered that and that experience, right, of, of that that moment. So is there, I don't know if animosity is the right word, but like bitterness or anything like that towards the mess because of that moment that drove you, you know, harder to become the officer that you are Um or to, or to um, look at the mess any differently now that you are the officer. And again, it, just trying to keep into the theme of like once a chief, always a chief. Yeah, cool, nice yeah. words. But, you know, once a dickhead, always a dickhead. Once a motherfucker burn me, always going to burn me. And now I'm going to get your ass back. And not in a negative sense, like you're gunning for him. But get your ass back in the sense of like, look where I'm at now. Look where you're at now. Let's get to work. No, for me, it's not that I had, I had, I have animosity towards the mess. For me, it was like a, a wake up call. Like I need to watch these people mm. because that made, that did not, that was not a big hug. Yeah. Um, that was not a bro moment. You know, that, yep. that's kind of like kicking some you getting kicked in the ass and then you turn around and they try to shake your hand. Um, so it just kind of made my eyes open and it kept me on it. Like I said, I never felt fully accepted, so I never really got, fully comfortable in any mess I was ever in. Yeah. doesn't mean I wasn't involved. Full disclosure, I was not the most involved chief at all because I never felt like a lot of the other people I was with were fully in it. So if they're not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do my job. I'm not going to sit here and hang out with you guys for two hours when I got shit to do so I can go home and be with my family and do my other thing. Right. I'm not trying to just hang out at the command until 5 o'clock because we want to fellowship. That's just not me. Yeah. That's kind of frowned upon in certain messes, but – you know, once a chief, always a chief just kind of put me on notice going, I need to watch these people because right. it may have a, to me, being in the chief's mess is almost like the mob, right? It's super intimidating. Everyone knows who you are. They have their own rules. And then once you're a made man or made woman in the chief's mess example, then you get on the inside and you realize how fucked up we really were. But we have an iron curtain of, of pride and things going on inside that people aren't privy to because they're not a member, you know? Um, and I'm not saying that the chief's mess in the Navy is all fucked up. And I'm not saying there's other organizations in any military that aren't fucked up. Pretty much every organization I've ever been part of has got problems. Right. But 
I think the humility within that mess is not that strong in anywhere I've ever been. A lot of people feel like I'm here. I earned it. I'm anchored up. I'm done. So that really turned me off being on the inside. Yeah. Realizing, you know, so what are you saying? Two months a year during the season, you're gung ho and you're going to be all about it, about it. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll say, we'll, we'll say two months and probably three weeks because they had to get them shaped themselves to be ready to go jogging in the morning. So for me, I was actually turned off by it. The longer I was in the mess, the more I was ready to go. And I was, you know, coming up in the Navy, there was maybe less than a handful of chiefs that I ever even wanted to emulate. I never once in my career ever said, I want to be a chief one day. I just never happened. I never, because I never had that empower. I never had that powerful epiphany moment. Like, damn, this dude just, he's spitting or this dude just taught me something or this dude just saved me. I never had that. I never met a chief. I wanted to be, I met some good ones along the way, but I met a lot of them where they were just fake. You know, they spit one thing, but as soon as like, they don't see anybody watching, they're just as much of a dirt bag as the E4 in the corner of sleep. So when I came inside, I remembered all that. And you know, once a chief, always a chief, I gave it an honest college try, but the longer I was around it, the more I was just like, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. So, and I, I, you know what, brother B, man, I, I think that that's a, uh, man, that's a, that's super, super unfortunate. Cause you know, I didn't have that type of experience. Um, but I, you know, I, I agree with you when you say, you know, I, I didn't join the Navy, you know, to, to be a chief, you know, I, I, you know, when I joined the Navy, I hope to be the chief, you know, one day. Um, but you know, I wasn't going to let the, you know, the, the rank of chief or any rank or even being an LDO define me for who I am. You know, my goal is to, you know, to, to just continue to learn, and be better and just try and help as many people out as I can, as I, you know, as I continue, continue to progress throughout, throughout my career. And I, you know, I, I just think that that's a, this, this is super, super unfortunate because as a chief, it's, you know, it's our responsibility to train our replacements, you know, and, and whether that's a, you know, a chief replacement or, you know, to train the, uh, you know, the, the potential of a sailor, you know, going from chief and then becoming a, you know, becoming, becoming an officer. It's, it's, it's the chief's responsibility or, you know, leader's responsibility to continue to build that person, uh, you know, how, however, however we can, I just think that sometimes people just, you know, are just, you know, so, so I guess not, they don't really understand the, the bigger picture and that's, they got that tunnel vision. And I think that's where, you know, that, I think that's where we lose people. Uh, but I think that's something that we, we got to do better and embrace, you know, is that, you know what I mean? It's, it's just, yeah, it's, you, just uh, it's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What, what you're saying is 100% accurate. And now that I'm thinking about it, kind of, because I've never like had those trons in my brain go in that line of thinking and questioning is a lot of those dirtbag chiefs I had my first six years or so in the Navy, they were put in check by a bunch of warrant officer and LDOs that were all prior chiefs. And maybe that was kind of where it's like, ah, so that's, that's the dude that's got the juice. That's, that's where it's coming from. Um, <laughs> but man, I just, just, honest to God, I had three, I had three chiefs in my first division, uh, one of them probably shouldn't have been in the Navy. He was terrible. Another one was a subject matter expert, couldn't lead a sailor to liberty, and ended up getting kicked out many years down the road for sexual harassment. Mm. And then the other one, amazing leader, but I never really learned anything from him. He was good at organizing people and putting the right people in the right position, but I don't have a clue how good or bad he was in his rate. Don't have an idea. I, ne- I, ne- I just never met that person that was that well-rounded person that well-rounded chief that 
he kind of a go-to. You know, he knows admin, he knows deck plate leadership, and he knows his rate. That's the guy. I just never had that. I had, like, pieces of it. Yeah, and honestly, I think, uh, you know, when it comes to just, uh, you know, people or, you know, chiefs or, you know, LDOs in general, I think, you know, like, just like what I said earlier, I think we all have our, our strengths and weaknesses, and, and I think that's where, you know, that, that's what that's what makes you know these these groups so strong is when when they when they're able to know that they have these weaknesses and they're and they're continue to want to grow and they ask those questions and, and say hey you know I'm not so good at admin can you help me out or you know and, and, and try and do that then I, I think that's you know that's the biggest thing right but well I don't know if I've ever met you know any uh any chief that's been good at good at everything even me I, I'm I mean I was I wasn't the best you know I I, I opened my mind, you know, open, you know, open my mind and, and, you know, to, to learn, but I, you know, I wasn't the best at, you know, at everything, but I always strive to be the best and strive to learn. And I still continue to try and, and learn and be the best, but yeah. Yeah, man. That's, man. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to come off that I was looking for Superman and I was disappointed that I, never yeah, no. <laughs> I met a lot of people that had weaknesses and had no humility or give a fuck to get better. Well, yes. I'd like to introduce you guys to Super Chief Josh Moore, who knows everything <laughs> and has humility. Let's go. No, <laughs> no, I'm fucking around. I, I only know half of uh, everything. Um, so, uh, Mark, something for you. Uh, you know, Brother B said he never had that chief. Did you? Did you have the chief that was as good as could be that you know inspired you to want to be the chief one day? Besides your dad or uncles? Oh man. So that's a, that's a good question. So I, I, I mean, I guess for, for me, uh, my mindset was, uh, um, everybody got something to bring to the table. One of the things that my dad taught me growing up was, uh, you know, this person might be good at that, you know, and then they might suck at this. So you might not want to pick that up, you know, from them and maybe take all, take the good, you know, from that person. Right. Um, but I will say I've been blessed to have a lot of good leaders, uh, with a lot of good, uh, uh, you know, uh, I guess, uh, leadership traits and, you know, um, whether they were technical experts and whatnot, you know, I've, I've been around. Um, but I think, yeah, I want to say I met a couple of them that are, you know, that are really good, but again, you know, they, they, everybody has their, their, their flaws. Right. Um, but I've had a lot of, you know, collectively, um, the chiefs that I've been around, I definitely learned a lot from, from, from all of them. There's something that I could take away, whether it was, you know, the chief wanted to go LDO and they actually made it over there, but they sucked you know, at leadership or maybe the one that, you know, was able to sit me down and, and, and teach me something or the one that taught me how to be a, you know, how to be a, you know, subject matter expert in my, in my job, you know, everybody collectively taught me, taught me something. And, uh, you know, um, and at the same time, you know, they, they never really, they never really shunned me. Uh, they always put me in my place when I needed to be put in place. Um, but you know, I've also had some, some pretty bad, bad experiences too as well, but yeah, collect collectively, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's what I'll have to say, say about that. All right. Uh, all right. I don't know if this makes sense, but when you guys are saying as those chiefs, right. Uh, and, and being the example uh, set to you and and of course you know taking good things and bad things and learning it and stuff like that but would you say and this is kind of generic the chief that you're trying to to be like or even you know be you're saying you didn't have that one is it because they weren't teaching you to lead 
and is leading the most important thing. So like brother B, did you see that from those warrants and LDOs? Is is that what it was? Or, or Mark, was it, you know, the, the best ones that you took, the best thing was, was leading and leading can be such a generic thing, right? Cause you could throw all kinds of fancy catch words and trigger words in there that, you know, show up when you do a scantron of a, of a resume or something that, that pops. But, in just a generic way, like for myself, I, I always think I had like pretty damn good chiefs, at least like 75, 25 in, the, in favor of good chiefs. And I can't think of anyone that like sat me down and taught me, you know, the P485 and all this great stuff. And they're just so smart or ones that, you know, they're collateral kings and they just they I knew that they're running all these programs and they showed me how to run all these programs. I had ones that just they were like, hey, you know, this is how you do this. And, and it's a very generic sense, right? Like, hey, this is how you lead. You just, this is what you're going to do. You, you just got to go do that. Hey, you got to go figure that out. Is that the most important thing that the chiefs are not doing for sailors to to get good chiefs or um, that, that we're losing good chiefs to, you know, the LDO side? I think it's just the... Uh... You know, just the addition, just the initiative. I'm, and I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying that you know that that it's not there. There's just some people that just you know once they once they get in there and once they promote to a certain rank, they just kind of just stop, right? And I think one of the things that I'll always remember, you know, whether it was talking to, you know, when, every time I if I came up to a, you know as as a junior sailor, if I came up to a chief and asked him a question, you know, they would go through and make the phone call and be like, hold on, one second, let me try and find out for you, you yeah. know, and, and they'll continue to run that run those issues or run that question to ground. And then, uh, you know, and then sometimes you run into a chief that just won't do that and be like, oh, you know, hey, you know what? I don't know. Go, go, you know, go look it up and let me know what you find out. It's like, man, like, do you really don't know? Or are you trying to teach me a lesson to, you know, to go look, to go look this thing up? And, I, you know, I think it's a, it's a combination of both. But I think that that's, you know, what I've seen, you know, you know, from my perspective is that I don't see a lot of the, you know, just running things to ground uh, and just trying to, you know, trying to, genuinely help you know help uh, help a sailor out sometimes uh, sometimes you think that you know they'll think that they're helping somebody out but but really you know they're, they're they're not they're just being lazy you know and uh or sometimes they think that they're helping them out by not holding them accountable when they should hold them accountable you know um so i think it's a it's a combination of a of a lot of things um you know whether like i said whether it's holding holding sailors accountable or you know helping the sailor out you know taking care of the sailor you know i mean it's just um yeah, it, there's a there's a lot of a lot of things. Hopefully, I'm not you know going I'm going everywhere with this thing. But uh, no, you're fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And for for me, it was it wasn't necessarily that I thought warrants and, and and LDOs at the time when I didn't I wasn't being inspired by my own chiefs. I think it's just that point. I was so junior in my career. I was still under the mindset that I can only learn good things from people. A lot mm. of people don't understand. You can actually learn a lot of a lot of bad things from people that you can apply in your toolbox down the road of how not to be. Um, and I just, I had not learned that yet. My leadership development was too junior. So at the time, I think I was a little bit, maybe, you know, maybe short sighted going, man, I guess you have to be a warrant or an LDO to really, to really do it, to really make it happen, to really, you know, be that expert, to be that change, to be that catalyst, as a part of the team to affect change. You can be on the team. doesn't mean you're uh, valuable. doesn't mean that you're, you're, you're helping. And I think at that point in my time, I was just, you know, that's what I saw. That's what I was exposed to. And I wasn't aware that 
you know, these three dirt bags, I can learn snippets from each one. And I can also learn a lot of things of how not to do things. And I, I, I didn't, I just didn't have time. And then maybe now thinking back on it, now that I'm, I'm actually talking to you guys about it, cause I've never really, I've never really had that like psychiatrist on the couch moment with some other chiefs. Like, you know, what got me to this point and how did I feel? And am I really going to always be a chief? Because there's parts of my career, even as a chief, I'm like, I don't, I don't really care that I am a chief because well, I, I really, I just, I grew up. It, it didn't, it was not that special thing. It was just like six to seven done. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if that really answers your question on the leadership side of it. It was kind of general, but as far back as when you're asking me on where I put the LDOs and the warrants at the time, yeah. uh, that, that was kind of why. No, I, I think it's a beautiful answer. I think you brought up a great point that kind of segues into my next question. But before I get there, right, is at a junior level, I don't know if it's so much nowadays because we preach so much that your leadership at your you are a leader at every level. But back in our day, maybe we didn't realize that. Oh, yeah, you know, they're not just a shit bag. I can learn from them. I can learn from their shit bagness. And I and you right away, you know, you can learn how not to be that. But some, that's all you learn how to be, and then you advance through, you know, your career, and that's all you've taken on board because that's all you've learned, right? Um, no, I think it's it's great that you brought that up, and so going from that, I I believe that's a big reflection or or big part of like mentorship, right? I tell people all the time, I hype my boy up, uh, Mark. You know, my, my my brother Danny, right? Uh, he's been my mentor my whole career, right? <laughs> We were, I was little seeming fucking Joshy, you know, back when he was a second class and he, he just put me on game at every level, at every step. And, you know, through that, do you feel that you are a better mentor or that you can provide more to sailors as an LDO than a chief? Besides just like experience, like, and I guess that'd be the biggest thing, but do, do you feel like there's obviously more tools in, in, in your toolbox now where, you know, cause it's something I get a lot of times is uh, when you do a mentor program, you know, you set up and then I get enlisted that comes back and I'm like, Oh yeah, you know, this LDO is my mentor. And I was, I was straight up asking like, why do you plan on going LDO? And they'll be like, no. So then why are they your mentor? And then I'll let you guys take it from there. Yeah, that's uh, another good question, Josh. <laughs> so, so, I, you know, I, I guess uh, I've had a lot of sailors, uh, you know, even now that I'm commissioned, you know, a lot of junior sailors come up to me uh, and ask me to be the mentors. And what I noticed, too, is is usually sailors will start to come up to me after I say something. Like, after I say something that, like, you know, kind of, you know, speaks to them at, at their yeah. level, right? Because, you know, when, you're, when you put stuff out, you got to make sure you know what, you know, the audience that you're speaking to, right? And then the sailor will come to me like, Hey, you know, sir, I, you know, would you, you know, would you like to be my mentor? You know, can you be my mentor? And, um, I, I think, I honestly think that at least the, what I believe why sailors come up to me and ask me, you know, to be their mentors is just because I just talk to them like they're human and I don't forget where I came from. You know, I know that I used to be that, that young sailor. And, and one of the things that, um, my master chief told me when I, when I, when I made chief was that, Hey, you know, you're, you're a young, you're a young chief. And one of the things that you're going to be bringing to the mess or bringing to the Navy as a leader is that you're going to still be able to communicate with these, you know, with these younger sailors because you can speak their language. Right. And I, I was wondering, I was like, man, that's crazy. I never even thought about it like that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think that that's one of the, you know, 
not only my ability to be able to, to talk to the sailors, you know, now, um, but I also think that one of the things that I've always done is I always explain to them the why. When I tell them to do something, I always explain to them the why and, you know, what are the effects of it, you know, and I think that's something that, you know, a lot of people don't do is they just say, hey, you know, I'm the leader, do as I say, don't ask me questions, right? You know, gone are those days. Like, you have to break it down to them because they're not going to know because, I, you know, there, there were some times where my leaders just told me, like, hey, you know, go ahead and push this button, do this, and do this report, and without even telling me why, I had to go and learn that, you know, learn that on my own. Um, or, or at least when, a, when another leader came up to me and they started teaching me, like, hey, well, this is the reason why you do it, and I, you know, um, I thought I thought that was awesome, but you know, I, I just think that that's the reason. That's something that I I think that why sailors would ask me um, or what I bring to you know to mentorship, and then at the same time, just just my perspective, you know, just being able to to have been you know the junior sailor, uh, you know, been the been the first class, you know, been the chief, you know, been the departmental, you know, LCPO, and then now here I am, and you know, in the officer ranks, and I just kind of give that whole that whole perspective. And, you know, and just kind of just let them say, hey, you know, if you have any questions, I'll give you what I know and tell you from my perspective. But I'm not going to, you know, I guess force anything upon them. But, that, you know, and I, and I, honestly, I don't think that you need to be an LDO, you know, to, to, to give that type of uh, give that type of advice. It all depends on the person. Um, but I think that that's something, you know, perspective is definitely something that. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Perspective. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. Brother B, we got you, Zell. Well, oh, big sigh. <laughs> uh, I think it just you know uh, it just circles back to me like when you're saying when you when you run that mentoring program and you're upset that that e, you know not upset but you're intrigued that an E four jumped multiple opportunities even at like the E five or E six level to have a mentor and they right. went right to an LDO right. That, 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 that that's better explained that, right there. Intrigued, like why? And then, then you, you know, pair that up with what Mark just said. Going, you know, I've been around, and then all of a sudden, people start plugging me for information after I start talking. To me, that tells me there's an inspiration problem, or there is a, or a, or I will give it an out. There is a dramatic breakdown in communications. Yeah. Either or, either someone's not inspired. Cause they don't see, they don't look at you as a role model or they, you, you, you just cannot connect to them. Whatever yep. reason you're not yep. emailing well, you're not an effective communicator or whatever. Um, and I, th- I think that's a cultural thing. I don't think that's a personal thing because I think the Navy is very capable of teaching people to do just about anything. I mean, we teach people how to speak Arabic fluently in like a few months. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the Navy could figure that out. And I'm not saying the chief's mess and the Navy has not given it the good college try because it seems like every five to five to 10 years, we got a new program and a new slogan. And then I, uh, the, when I was in the mess, it was the 365 movement. I don't know if, that, know if that's going on. I'm a product um, of that too as well. <laughs> and uh, I, it's not that I didn't want to get into 365, but I just felt like it wasn't genuine. I just felt like, okay, uh, everyone, did you read chapter two from last week's assignment? I felt like I was at an undevout Bible study. Like nobody wanted to be there. <laughs> and nobody did their homework, or at least some people did. You know, even the Chiefs did kind of do their part and get involved. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I, just, maybe, maybe, I, maybe, I just, maybe I just had a lot of bad experiences. I don't know. Uh, but 
there was just, I had a lot more days where I was demotivated and, uh, I still tell everyone I'm a chief. Like I have anchors on my desk. Like it's not like I'm ashamed. I'm not hiding it, but I just, I'm not going to be one of the quiet ones in the shadow and be like, what the mess says goes. That's, that's not me. Like, I'm not going to do that. I didn't, I wasn't like that in the mess. You know, if I think the mess was doing something that wasn't right, you know, I would say it, but I would also give my opinion on, on a plan to fix it. I wasn't just a squeaky wheel. Um, and I would also help, but I think it's a big, a big thing is once a chief, always a chief is we still need to reach back and help too. And I will always help. If somebody needs help, I'll help them. But you know, that's just, when listening to one say something about mentoring and intrigue and the other one about, Hey, when I talk young bucks come up and they want to spit with me, that's, that, that's connecting dots to me. Yeah. Are you saying that there's like a, I guess a disconnect in between, you know, it's like, where are the other people at and why are the sailors jumping, jumping straight? I, to the I, I think it's either where are they or I don't understand them. No. So, so I bring it up because you know, what I initially said, right? I'll ask them that question. In the end, I don't care who your mentor is, right? Because uh, a, a in-place mentor program, to me, doesn't work in the first place, okay? A mentor should just be uh, natural and, and yeah. come about just by, again, listening to someone talk during a training or, or something. There should just be a natural connection there. Me and my mentor, there's no mentor program back, back then. For the first year, I'm sure my mentor did not like me, and he'll tell you the same. He thought I talked too fucking much. All I did was run around the fucking space, ASD, Signella, talking shit too much, and I did. And then there's a moment in there where things clicked, and we, we had our moment, and it was like, all right, okay, so now, now we're like best friends 16 years later, right? So I don't care about who you're picking as your mentor. I take it more as a B's approach as like, why are you jumping all these levels that you could have a mentor? Because it's a concern of mine also, right? Yeah, I, I ask the same question, Josh. Yeah. I ask the same question, and, and that's one of the first things I say is like, I tell them like, look, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a commission officer, you're, you're, you're E3, you know, E4, E5, and you're coming all the way up to me. I mean, like, you know, whether you like it or not, if I see you soon doing something wrong, or if I see you doing something good, or I feel like you need advice, I'm going to mentor you regardless. You know, I'm, right. I'm here. Yeah. You know, I'm going to mentor you regardless. And I, and I tell them like, I, I, you know, some people might not like this, but I'll tell them like, I, I'm, you know, I'm going to have to respectfully decline to be your mentor on paper. But if you ever need anything, you can always come to me. But I think that you should probably go, you know, go and talk to some of these other folks. And I start to give them, you know, recommendations and say, hey, you know, maybe you should go talk to so-and-so. Pointing out the good ones. Exactly. Yeah, the good ones, the good ones. Because, you know, like I said, I'm going to mentor them regardless. But there's other folks out there that that they could reach out to. And it's part of their development. And at the same time, it gives them perspective. They shouldn't just be going up to people, you know, on who they like. You know, you can can catch advice or mentorship from anybody and anywhere, you know. That would be like one of us checking on board and asking the captain to be our mentor. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just also look at it, you know, especially at that E5 and below level, right? Where I'm like, hey, look, like you're not even eligible for LDO. Sure, you might want to be there one day, but you might want to learn how to make first class first, right? You want to might learn how to get eligible for chief first, right? And, and move in steps of progression before you're like, hey, that's the LDO. That's what I'm trying to do. I know I'm eligible. This That's where I want to go, right? Um, 
but you know, like I said, it, it, to me, it's just intriguing because I want to look at them like, okay, so again, try to point out good ones or, uh, well, what about your chief? What about this? And, and then to me, it's an information grab too. Now that sailor's going to, oh, well, I don't like that person. Oh, well, you know, we had this run in. We had this and that. Nope. I don't like the fucking chief's mess. Nope. This, that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Open up. Open up. Give me the information. Come to the dark side. Now I can take that and I'd be like, hey, um, and, you know, not to like, uh, uh, give up that con, con, uh, what do you like that that lawyer privilege kind of deal? But you're like, hey, y'all know that there's sailors out here that think we all fucked up because they're out here picking LDOs that they're far removed from because they don't trust the chief's mess. I ain't gonna tell you which ones, but y'all might want to get your shit together, or we might want to get our shit together. You know what I mean? So I use it like that in that sense of gathering information, knowing what's working, what's not working, so everyone can collectively get better. In the end, if you want to go to the LDO, I don't give a fuck. Go to the LDO. Have them mentor you. It doesn't bother me. Hey, LDO, they want to be your mentee. Uh, you know, do it out on the fucking mess deck so everyone can see what's happening. Okay. Like, let's play it safe there, boss. Right? Let's not get caught up in no frat. You know, that's a that's a dangerous road to walk down. Um Last question I'll, I'll give you guys. Uh, this is kind of again going full circle here. Once a chief, always a chief. Is it letting it it being the chief define you the problem? Ooh man, that's a good one. Say, say it again. Say it again. Is letting it you know letting it the chief? Is that the problem? Right. And you were like, well, what's the problem? I don't know. You like I like I'll, I'll tell you mine. Like, I think too many chiefs, as as we've kind of mentioned here, fall back on that. And we're like, well, I'm the chief. And I'll, I'll again up front. Everyone knows that I have my EOS and my PRD. They're matched up. It's five years out. I'm done after this. Whether I make eight and nine in between that, whether I don't make anything, it doesn't matter. I'm done. So. I'm not holding on to this. This is this is me coming in. I need to get the mission done. I need lead sailors. I need to train them up. Whatever, right? It does not define me. Some chiefs, some LDOs, let it define them of that's who they are. They are chief all the time. They're chief this, they're chief that. In every sense, in every every function of their life, they are chief. And is that the problem of once a chief, always a chief? No, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't think that that's a problem, but, you know, I just think that there's a, I guess it's, it's good to have, you know, to be prideful in, uh, in what you've accomplished and, and who you are. Right. You know, uh, but then at the same time, you know, I, I, I me, I'm on the same boat as you. I'm not going to let, you know, my, you know, the, whatever it is that I've obtained, uh, you know, in the military to define me for who I am, you know, because at the end of the day, when I leave here, I'm just going to be Mark, you know, I, you know, I want people to remember who I am as a person, not so much, you know, you know, what I was, you know, when I, when I was active duty. And I, and I hope that that's the direction that I, you know, that I continue to, to go with. And I, and I think that it's a problem. It, I mean, you need people to have pride in what they do, right? Cause when they have pride, you know, they'll, they'll take ownership in, uh, uh, in what they do. But then there's also some people that, that are prideful in, in being a chief. And it's like, man, like, you you know you you bark all these things about you know being chief, but hey you you're not even you're not even you don't even know what's going on you know what yeah. I mean like when's the last time I seen you hold quarters <laughs> when's the last time you showed up to quarters when's the last time I seen you hold the sailor Campbell you know 
when that sailor just walked by, you know, you know, hands in his pocket or whatever, you know, and stuff like that, or, you know, and it's just, you know, and like I said, I'm not saying, you know, everybody, um, everybody's like this, but you know, I'm, I'm just, there's just so many situations where you can call stuff like that out. But, you know, I, I just think that if you're going to, if you're going to be prideful in what you do, you know, you better be prideful and, and know that you, you know, you're exhausted at the end of it every day because you've been chiefing or, you know, LDO in or officering or first class in or whatever. Um, if you are, you know, if that's who you want to be, but it, cause it, and if, if, if you do see them, you know, out there, be you know being prideful and all that and they don't you know that they don't perform or you know that you know that they're not up to that you know that type of caliber i mean people are going to see right through it you know and it's shameful um but you know if you're gonna if you're gonna look the look and you better you better make sure you walk the walk you know what i mean and and be able to to come correct because i think you know there's a lot of people out there you know that uh you know that are that are holding these positions or holding these titles or you know holding these ranks and, and, and they don't, you know, they don't really, they don't perform, you know, or, you know, they don't, they don't produce, you know, and, and yeah. So, I mean, you know, I, I that's, uh, I guess kind of like 50, 50, but it just depends on the, on the situation. I, I don't think it's a problem. I think it's a, it could be a problem or it is a problem for those that don't produce. Um, but if you're prideful and you, you know, and, and, and you love what you do and you, and you, and you actually do it, you know, then I'm like, Hey, you know, let's go. I'm with you. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'm, I'm with you though. I don't, I'm not going to let this define me for who I am when I'm done. I'm done, but I'm going to remember all the experience that I have. And it was fun, but yeah, that's a, uh, that's my take on it. Well, it, it may not come as a shocker based on what I said already, <laughs> but it really doesn't define me. As a matter of fact, if you, me and me and my, my wife, we actually make it a point that if you came to our house, you wouldn't even know we were in the military. That's how defined I am. Yeah. You know, that's my, it is my job. It is my occupation. It is not my hobby. It is not my family. It is not my, you know, it's some days it's not even my, why I'm getting up and going to work. It's just going to work. This is going to do a job. Contractually obligated. I I'm financially obligated and I'm and and frankly, I am, (laughs) I am, uh, I am retirement motivatedly obligated, but so it definitely doesn't define me. And that's not even about once a chief, always a chief. You can say once a sailor, always a sailor. You can say whatever. Yeah. I like it doesn't, it, it will never define me ever because like Mark said, when I'm done, I'm not, you know, I'm not petty officer. I'm not chief. I'm not, you know, LDO. I'm not Warren. I'm not commander. I'm not any of that. I'm just who I am. And really my service, as long as I, I felt comfortable when I retire that I did what I needed to do and was required to do and wanted to do without losing my family. Cause a lot of people, they get too prideful and they start sacrificing their family real quick, yep. real quick. Yep. And there's a reason why there's a lot of, there's a lot of family issues. There's a lot of financial issues. There's a lot of all the dark sides of society issues. It's not an accident why those rates are a little higher for us. There's a lot of people that try to make this define them. You know, they think that that's expected of them. It's like, man, this guy has a pride shirt on every time I see him, whether we're at work, not at work, or every event, every family photo on Facebook. He's just got every mess shirt on the man. So is that that that's expected of me? But then they get then they what happens if they make chief? And that's actually the guy that he only shows up on on the last night of the season. Yeah, is that what is that really? 
is that how it is? Like, is that, is that what, defi- if that defines his life and this is what, how he performs, is that what I'm supposed to do? Oh yeah. So, they're, out, they're out there. They're, <laughs> they're out there. They, are, he's got, they got a big e-swas on the back of their truck. You know, they got the raid on the license plate. They got an NW wallet. They going hard in the paint. Yep. Um, so, you know, long story short, no, it absolutely does not define me. Yeah. Doesn't mean I'm not going to look back on my humble service and go, man, I can, I can actually say I was a chief. Yeah. Cause it's not that I'm, sh- I'm ashamed to say I'm a chief, but it's not going to be like final destination E7 done. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I was fortunate because I actually attribute my career that defined me. I had some strong E5s in my first division, my first division that did really well showing me how to lead, how to get good, how to, to, to really define my profession, maybe not myself, but define my profession. Um, and that set it up to where I was a little fast tracked and I was able to make chief very fast. And maybe I did make it a little faster than I would have appreciated it. If I would maybe made it a tour later, I don't know. I don't have a crystal ball. I can't get in the DeLorean and go 88 and go, mm-hmm. you know what, let's go back and fail that exam. But all I can say is I, I did my best. I continue to do my best. I'm a human being, so I, I can't bring a hundred percent every day, but I can bring a hundred percent more than I'm not. Yeah. But awesome. damn sure didn't define me. Absolutely not. Awesome. I will take us Navy off my shirt. Well, before I'll take off my name. I like it. Hey, um, you know, I want to thank you both for joining us tonight. Uh, I know it's late, uh, late for us, Mark, a little, a little late for you. But I appreciate you guys' time so much. I appreciate you guys' insight. It was a great conversation. Um, yeah, I just I just want to thank you guys for your time. If you got anything else uh, left to say, uh, B, I'll, I'll give you a, a moment, and then we'll kick it to Mark. Uh, yeah, I'll, I will leave it like this because I don't want to seem, you know, angry or, or narrow-minded or, or any of that stuff. But I don't want – young sailors to hear this or even young uh, entrepreneurs or, or business members or just people in society. Don't, don't, don't not aspire to be something. You still need to, you still need to have those goals. You still need to achieve those. It is still an extremely big honor to be able to say you were a chief. Just make it what you want it. Don't let someone else define what it's supposed to be for you. Cause that's your moment. That's your family's moment. And then that'll probably tell you that your experience and what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And that'll probably dictate if you really are going to be like once chief, always a chief. Yep. Very well said. Brother Mark. Yeah. Hey, first of all, I just want to say, uh, you know, Bravo Zulu podcast, uh, you know, again, congratulations on everything. I appreciate it. Uh, truly, truly an honor, you know, to, to, be, to be here and uh, be able to share, you know, share my words and, you know, thanks a lot for, for having me. Um, and I, you know, I, again, I, I agree with brother B is, uh, you know, sailors, you know, continue to have goals, you know, can continue to strive to be the best, learn as much as you can, um, recognize that, you know, there, there are some, you know, some, some people out there that just, you know, that just aren't meeting the mark. And, uh, but, but there's always something that you can learn, you know, from somebody. Um, and, and, you know, we, you know, we're talking about the cheese mess, uh, but I'll say in, in, in it, in anything that you do or, you know, any, anywhere that you go, any organization that you're a part of, you know, you're always going to have, you know, that the certain percentage of the folks that are doing something and, you know, some that are just kind of, you know, rolling by and some that are just ready to be, be ready to be done with it. Um, you know, just, you know, don't, don't be, don't be a leaner, 
you know, in, you know, in wherever you're at, be a lifter. You know, there are going to be some times where you're going to have to lean, you know, but don't just always be the one that's going to, you know, it, that that's just going to always be asking for help. You know, at some point, you know, your strength has to come out and, uh, and you need to, you need to produce. Right. But, uh, yeah, best of luck to, to all of you, uh, as you continue to, you know, to progress through your life and through your career. Um, I, I think that, uh, this podcast will definitely share it, you know, share a lot of insight and, uh, yeah, just, you know, again, just, you know, good, good luck, everyone stay safe out there and uh, continue to be the, uh, you know, the, the good people that I know you are. And then and always just try to be better every day. I appreciate it. If you guys just stand by for just one moment, I'm going to do this outro and then, uh, we'll go offline. For more information on how you can support the podcast, please visit us at anchor.fm backslash Bravo Zulu podcast. The information, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of Joshua Moore and the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent the DOD, the DON, or those of the respected institutions or organizations. Thanks for joining us.